none of this makes it to the internet. Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're talking about Red Rock Canyon in Hinton, Oklahoma. And after the break, we're going to be discussing some major changes and upgrades to the state's turnpikes. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So I think because I'm vegetarian, and we'll talk more about how I've come to that conclusion later perhaps, you're starting to kind of bring me into your your homegrown vegetable fold. The last time I was here, you said, man, you should grow your own garden. Like I can't do that. But you've managed... Anybody can do that. Well, I know. You're literally growing a... You've got a garden row next to your... Between your sidewalk and your house. And you you got some sweet potato plants. Okay, so the sweet potato plants. Yeah. This is way off topic, but we're going to talk about it for just a second. There is a nursery Mm -hmm. in Verdon, Oklahoma. Yeah. Called Hillcrest Growers. Yeah. They're a local Mennonite family that has this nursery out by Verdon. It I I can't explain to you how awesome. I mean, if you're not a plant person, it's it's hard it's, it's, it's hard to convey this anyway. Right. But I would eat off of the floor yeah. in these greenhouses. It is so clean, but every row looks like a painting. Yeah, you showed me some pictures. Like the colors are just like pow. <laughs> exactly, and like I, it, it literally looks like somebody's out there like cleaning them, you know, like spraying them down with Windex mm-hmm. and shining them up. Every plant in the place looks like that. Really? Yeah, and I mean, just looking at, I don't know how new the ones are in your on the front of your house, but they look they're picturesque. They're like they three days old. They look like velvet, like velvet. They're yeah. made of velvet. So I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in the area and you need a nursery, these bi- the big box chains have nothing on these people. Yeah, and I'm sure that value for value, you're not getting something that was grown in a warehouse, then transported to a warehouse, and then, because I'm going to let you know a little secret, these big box stores... They don't they, grow in the backyard? Well, and they when, they, when they when they're done with their plants, they throw them in the trash. Mm-hmm. Which like, is probably where the, they should have started out at. By the truck, I mean, by truckloads worth, they, they're throwing them in the trash. Mm-hmm. They can't sell them. They can't. They get credit for them. Okay, so before we move on, yeah, to Red Rock Canyon, uh-huh. you said something. What you said? You're a vegetarian. Did I, we change labels? I thought about what you said. This really has you, your opinion does matter, but it when I say that it influenced my decision to kind of reevaluate things. Okay, I'll give you some credit. But looking at kind of the things that we've allowed ourselves to kind of get away with, mm-hmm. we've integrated a little bit more, just a little bit of cheese, some sour creams and things like that. Um I had it I had some eggs over the weekend. Oh, sinner. I know. I it, So uh, I'm not being as strict. There you go. Cool. My lean, my leanings are still. I'm not doing a ton of meat, if hardly any at all. But it gives me a little bit of more. I can breathe a little easier. I don't feel as guilty. I don't know why. It's not like I've been on, you know, like I've gone on benders and binges of stuff that I normally wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. But kind of looking at it from a psych psycho versus just the the analysis. <laughs> Versus psychoanalysis, I'm probably I probably lean a little bit more towards the, the moderate vegetarian. Got it. Got so it. well, that's interesting. 
I don't know that it'll be growing, but you've got plants growing in here. You've got herb. You got a herb garden in the window seal. Uh huh. Everywhere you look, there's a. I mean, there's probably compost on the side of the house. If I had, a, a, it's in the back corner. It's in the, of the back yard. corner now. Um, I mean, good for you. I'm probably not going to do that, but yeah, things are looking good. Well, good. So I think we, we should probably get into Red Rock Canyon. Yes. So the Red Rock Canyon Adventure Park in Hinn, Oklahoma. Dude, this is a real outdoor wonderland, and it is just minutes I mean, from the Oklahoma City Metro. And you know, you say, you hear that a lot, just minutes from the Metro, but they're normally talking about a casino. This thing, I went, I'll be honest with you, I went for the first time last year. I've been, I've lived here near there most of, if not all of my life. I didn't realize how close it was. And I didn't realize once you get once you once you get into the actual canyon area, it's like a whole other world. There's something very I don't know, you're you're I don't know, you're you're waiting for like a dinosaur to come popping like a brachiosaur or something to come popping out. Because the park has walls. It has walls. So the Red Rock Canyon is not just a name. Yeah. You're literally in a canyon. Right. With, I don't know, what are those, maybe 40-foot-high walls? Easily, yeah. And uh, that alone is gorgeous. The the rock, the the erosion, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff that has happened over the millions of years, it is a gorgeous park. Right, and it's carved, It's I mean, it's carved a beautiful path. I mean, it's there's walking trails to hike. There's small rock walls that you can climb up. I mean, what I liked about it is about the time we got there, the sun is kind of, you know, it's that four o'clock, almost the kind of the, what they call the golden hour. So it was not, nice and shaded through there, mm-hmm. nice and cool. Great. I mean, it's just a great place to go. It really is. And, I, you know, it's kind of just nature's artwork as right. far as I'm yeah, concerned. Absolutely. But um, <clears throat> a little bit of the history, before the mid-1800s, the Plains Indians used to use the canyon as a winter camp because game was abundant. The water was clean, mm-hmm. and it was kind of an escape from the Oklahoma winds. Now, when I went, there's a pond kind of not long after you kind of go down the hill and into the camping area. The water was probably cleaner back then, unless we're talking about the springs that are that flow into. Well, that pond has been turned into a fishing pond Yeah, that's now, true. Yeah. But I still think that water is technically clean. Mm-hmm. It just has some fish in it. So, so yeah, it's a little fish. I would still say it's probably cleaner than what comes out of your tap. That or I mean I don't know if you've ever had some of the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. But that, I'm not going to throw any any municipalities under the <laughs> under the bus, but yeah, it's better than probably some of the water you've drank in the last. All of my water gets filtered yes. through the Berkey. Through a Berkey. So, yeah. Yes, my water is pure. <laughs> I have to add stuff into my water to make it water. To make it water. It's so pure. Your water is so pure that it's not even water anymore. I seriously add minerals back into my water. Really? What, yes. kind, what kind of minerals do you add back in? Calcium? Yeah. Magnesium? Typically just sea salt. Sea salt? Oh. Yeah. What do you, how do you just twice filter? Do you put sea salt into the water? And no, I just like... put it into the water when I drink it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Because honestly, I think the, the Berkey filters out everything yeah I, I mean it's just not it's just there's nothing to it anymore right so um, you know i think that you still need a lot of the a lot of the minerals that you would typically find in water you need to add it back in in one form or another 
Well, going back to Red Rock Canyon, mm -hmm. what I think is neat, back in like the 1850s, 1849, it was kind of like the first loves, or it was like your it was your first like a truck stop. It really during the the gold rush, it became a landmark on the road to California. Yeah, and it was a a haven for people who were traveling. And long before dog parks, people would bring they'd bring cows. Their, their cows and their cattle and let them graze before they headed headed farther out west. I think that's really cool. I do too. Now, this actually used to be a state park. In uh, 1956, the city of Hinton, the uh, Hinton Kiwanis Club, donated the land to have it turned into a state park. The park was named Red Rock Canyon State Park. But as of 2018, Red Rock Canyon State Park was no longer operated by the state, and the yeah. park is now privately operated and has a new name change, which is Red Rock Canyon Adventure Park. The problem I have with... And I don't know the rules and regulations to, and maybe I should do research on it before I say anything. But I look at situations like this where I don't know what the what the long term effect on the park can be if it's privately owned versus, I mean, so you have to have a bake sale every time you want to do something new to the park, or I mean, I just wonder what the difference is. You're not getting millions of dollars dumped into, you know. Well, I think from from an economic standpoint. Yeah. You really shouldn't be, you know, with the fees and things related to the parks, you really shouldn't have a lot of financial inputs going into the park system. Right. You know, you, you have to pay to park there, you have to pay to camp there, you have to pay to park your RV there. They've got taxes on the local economy. They've got, uh, yeah. you know, all the, all the state-funded items. So in this case, it's just personally done. And I'm sure there's a lot of upkeep. But, I mean, if it's something that you loved enough that you went out and bought, yeah, I got to think you're going to take care of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think there are some, probably some things that you can get away with. And I hate to say it like that because, I mean, you know, they within the last year, they you know, they had a cannabis festival out there. I don't know that you can get away with that on a state park level. I don't know. But, you know, I, mean, I don't know. One of the things that I think might surprise some people is this is a place where you can go and repel. You can literally jump off a cliff at this place. Yeah. And I think that would be a little bit harder to do on a in a state park, probably. But as far as the you know the park itself, the canyon floor, dude, this is like its own little ecosystem. Oh yeah, and it's got a huge variety of trees, birds, animal life. I, I, we've been hiking there multiple times, yeah. and I'm always surprised at some of the stuff that I run across out there. I'm kind of I'm a freelance photographer, so. I'm always looking for a picture opportunity, you know, where the sun's just right or there's a root system on a tree. And I found a lot of, I mean, if you're a bird watcher, if you're a photographer, if you're a fisherman, if you're an adventurer, or if you're somebody that just wants to throw a bedroll down and literally sleep under the stars, this is the absolute best you can offer within a reasonable distance for a reason reasonable price. Yeah, I mean if you're if you like outdoor entertainment at all, they really kind of run the gamut on, right. at this place. But more importantly, it's all done with this gorgeous backdrop. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. but taking a walk is completely transformed when you're taking a walk in this park. Arguing with a loved one is even better when you've got a beautiful backdrop. <laughs> I'm sure that I've probably <laughs> argued with a loved one at this park. 
But I really love the diversity in the hiking trails. Yeah. I feel like it's all kind of centrally located. Mm-hmm. So you you can walk for a long time and you're never really that far away from where you started. Absolutely. And it's got a really diverse... I don't even... Uh, like, you're not going to get bored walking. No, here. you're not going to get bored walking. And there's plenty of stuff to do. Because you know how kids are there. You know, they're ready to go do something that they consider fun after the, the, you know, they can skip rocks for a little while, but there's also stuff for kids to do too. Yeah. And we'll get into that. Uh, I think first and foremost though, we probably do want to talk about the camping. Yes. They have a lot of, when you went recently, yeah. why did you go? What what were you there for? Were you there for an event or you just We literally to went, we said, let's head West. Let's go. You know, we went there and we went to Roman nose and Roman nose is, is an entirely different show. Because by the time we get to it, they've done so many things there. But And I was like, I've never been to Red Rock Canyon. She's like, you've never been? I'm like, yes. So it was literally a... No overnight, you just stopped nope, in. No, just stopped in, paid our 10 bucks, drove around, took some pictures, hung out. They were in the middle of having, I don't know what, some type of a cannabis festival that was about to kick off. But when, one thing I noticed about places like that, and maybe it's because of what they were there for, peace, love, and, you know, whatever... Everybody was so friendly. You were you drive around, just kind of look around. People wave at you, or, or if you stop for a little bit, how you doing? You know, just a that's a, that's a, when you go to places like that. It doesn't matter what you're what you're there for. I think I really think that if you think if you don't think the people in Oklahoma are nice, yeah, you haven't been in a camper at a campsite in Oklahoma anywhere for that matter. I, because no one's in a hurry. Everybody's like, oh, don't worry. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It, it's not a place to go to be impatient. No, but as far as the camping options yeah. at Red Rock Canyon, you've got, you know, your primitive camping, mm-hmm. your RV sites. Well, and there's like 60 hookups. I think there's like 60-plus hookups for RVs. They've got a bunch, yeah. and they, they run the gamut from modern to semi-modern. As far as the tent camping goes, they've got picnic benches, Charcoal grills, fire rings. They have some spots that have electric hookups for tent camping. Oh, that's, that's cool. kind of rare. Yeah. You know, all the regulars. And then they've got, you know, the bathrooms, the changing rooms, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can go out there and rough it if you want. Or, yeah. But they have something that not a lot of other places do have. They have glamping available. They'll oh, come out and yeah. set up the bell tents for you. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can check out their website for all of the details on that because there are some rules and regulations, obviously, to all of those. Mm -hmm. You know, back to what you were saying about the kids wanting stuff to do. Yeah. Swimming. There's a huge swimming pool. It can accommodate up to about 100 swimmers with a lifeguard on duty at all times. Yeah, they've got, uh, I noticed when I was there, there's a splash pad. It wasn't open because of the time of the year, though, but all kinds of, I mean... There's locker rooms if you don't if you're like me, I take my kids somewhere. I'm not I don't want to lug around a bunch of stuff. You know, I've been to some swimming pools where you gotta where you gotta drag it along with you. Yeah. They've got lockers where you can put your stuff up. Yeah, but it's for the kids. They've got yeah. climbing walls, tunnel slides in the pool, that sort of stuff. So I think there's a lot for even your most finicky children absolutely uh to do. And, you know, if you've got a, a big event, a big family event, mm-hmm. you they, they do have some group picnic shelters where you can bring the whole fam out and have your huge family picnic. And you can reserve that through the website as well. 
Well, you know, we talked about uh, a little bit about price in the beginning. What I thought was kind of, I don't mind, you know what, I don't mind tossing a ten around them, when, you know, just to, just to go take a visit. I know yeah, the right. money, I mean, if you go into there, you know, it'd be one thing if I went in there and went, Where's my ten dollars going? You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's ten bucks. Mm-hmm. But when you when you pay to go in somewhere, when you get down there, you don't want to see a bunch of trash around. I mean, it's the cleanest camping area I've ever seen. Like even you, you know, usually by the water, you'll see some float stuff floating up. On this place was the cleanest I've ever seen. I mean, I feel like I feel like I I owed them money when I left. Yeah, I think. At most campsites, the raccoons will come at night and pull the stuff out of the trash. Right. At this campsite, the raccoons come out at night and pick up stuff pick and up throw tra- it in the trash. <laughs> yeah. And if you're somebody that likes to frequent the state parks or frequent Red Rock, you can even get... They've got season passes. Yeah, they do. So as far as prices go, just for visiting that sort of stuff, it's $10 per vehicle. I don't think that's bad. Nah. And no. then if you're on a motorcycle, it's $5. But they do have a season pass for $60 or $59 per family with a five-person max. You can come as often as you want. Well, and they also have, like, you know, I mentioned the, can- mentioned the Cannabis Festival that they had. I wish I knew the name of it. I feel like I'm not doing it any justice. But, well, you know, they, ho- they host a ton of events down there. We talked about a few uh, earlier on in the show. They've got Thunder in, Thunder in the Canyon coming up in May. It's a bike rally that they're hosting down there uh, for, lots for of, a good Lots cost. of events like that with live music and food vendors, that sort of stuff. And just people hanging out and being cool with each other. Again, there are a lot of details that you're probably going to want to know in advance. So if you want to know about pricing or if you want to know about park rules, that sort of stuff, go to their website, Red Rock Canyon Adventures Park, <clears throat> AdventurePark.com. That's right. Well, and if you want to know the rules about running a turnpike through your neighborhood, stick around. You know, you call me every time you buy a t-shirt. Do I? You either call me or you'll send me a text. I got a really cool t-shirt. Yeah. I like t-shirts. You do like t-shirts, but I think more importantly, your latest t-shirt was (laughs) from Redbone Indian Tacos. It was, yeah. And you are literally a walking billboard for Redbone Indian Tacos now. how many of those do you have? I oh my kids wearing one, the ladies wearing one tonight. Uh, I think the other kid might be wearing. I mean, I've got a sticker. We've got stickers everywhere. Basically, Redbone yeah, Indian yeah. Tacos has their own personal advertising team. <laughs> I'm a group, and it's your family. <laughs> well, if you want somebody to be a billboard for you, hell, I'll do it. But I need you to do me a favor. You got to contact Ronnie Davenport over at Tellboard Apparel. They Rocket socket to the screen printing and embroidery. Yeah, Ronnie Davenport is a screen printer, a firefighter, a husband. I've never seen him get a cat out of a tree, but I I guarantee he would do it. And then make you a t-shirt. And make the cat a t-shirt. Right. Well, for a free quote, give him a call at 405-517-2174. Or find him on the web at tailboardapparel.com. So there's been a lot of talk, a lot of rumblings going on. You know, for years, there were two turnpikes, just two. And we and we were under the impression that we would have those. Remember when we thought we'd have those paid off? And then we, but then what would we do with the toll road if we had them paid off? We would build more toll roads in the future. And that's what's happening. <laughs> so the our story today is from KOCO. Coco. 
Oklahoma leaders unveil long-range plan for state's turnpike system. $5 billion. Over 15 years. Wow, that's a lot of 225s and 75 cents and 55 cents. I agree. So, basically, Access Oklahoma, which is the Turnpike Authority, they're trying to improve the road systems that we, the turnpikes that we mm-hmm. have, and extend and make some extensions, I guess, is probably the best way to well, put that. In the most recent extension is where they extended, I think it's the Kilpatrick Turnpike, to where it goes to, it used to just drop you off. It could drop you off at Route 66 slash 39th Expressway or whatever the hell that is by Yukon. Then it extended to Mustang, which I, again, I'm kind of a, you may be a proponent. I'm a little bit of an opponent because I don't see the, I don't see the value. And they could have just went, why didn't they just keep going with the turnpike? I don't know, but it, so there's a quote in the news story from Governor Stitt. The future of our economy will depend on having a modern highway system that manages congestion and reliable travel times. Okay. I don't disagree with that statement. I don't either. And I do, there's plenty of room for improvement on the roads and bridges in the Uh state of Oklahoma. So I'm going to give them that. But I am going to say, driving between Oklahoma City and Tulsa, there is one spot that seems like it's about 26 lanes wide. And I don't know that we'll ever have enough traffic to fill, to that. fill that. So if no. that's the plan for everywhere, then I'm, I have well, questions. And they're talking about widening, even widening some of the turnpike system. I'm like, yeah, we're fine. What, what type of an uptick in traffic are we expecting? I haven't heard anyone begging for, for more turnpike. In fact, there is many people that are for this there is probably more slightly more that are against you've got people in norman at their town hall raising nine kinds of hell because i mean at the end of the day in order for it to for access oklahoma to make access through norman they've got to take out about 600 houses and you've got you're talking about there are people that have legacy land there i don't disagree with that and i can see where there there are going to be issues there are going to be growing pains with that but i will say and and maybe maybe it's just because it's all in one lump. You know, they put out this statement in reference to, you know, tearing a strip through Norman. Right. But there there are improvements that need to happen. Yeah. You know when you're on the turnpike between Oklahoma City and Tulsa again, how many stops are there? How Not many enough. small communities yeah. do you fly right past because there's nowhere to get off the the damn turnpike. The good news is for towns like, I believe there's an exit at Stroud Chandler. Mm-hmm. Then the next one is Bristow. And after Bristow, I think it's Tulsa, isn't it? Maybe. Or the Maybe. McDonald's. Or the Does McDonald's, the McDonald's count? Yeah, I think so. It's been a while since I've been east uh, on the turnpike. But so I can see that. You know, let's add, a, can we add a few more exits? Because it does create an issue. If What if I miss my, what if I want to go get, Butcher Barbecue, and I missed my exit at Wellston. Yeah, you got another 45 minutes to, to make a loop. And by then, I've lost my appetite. Or have I? You know, they you might ate, run out of food. Or you <laughs> ate your own leg. But, you know, I mean, so I see if we're going to make improvements, make things a little bit more accessible. Like here at Chickasha, if I miss this exit. You have another one. Where? There are two. I know, but on the turnpike, if I miss it, i got to go to Fletcher. 
right? Well, if you miss the second one. Right. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, years ago, I was with a group of people many years ago that we were coming after work to go eat at Jake's Rib, and we missed the exit and had to go all the way up to Fletcher and turn around. Mm-hmm. So if it, if it improves on that as well, fine. But you look at communities like Purcell who are directly impacted could be directly impacted in a positive way. Again, we're talking, just like we talked about just now, with adding a little bit more access to areas that may not otherwise be on everybody's radar. Not that, you know, for people that have been here, we know where Purcell is. But Purcell's mayor's like, I, I, you know, in summation, I see where people might be upset, but I also look at communities like us where we depend on, that's our economic growth. That draws people to... Yeah, I. there may be another issue as far as, you know, in the cons right. column. It's already expensive to use the turns, oh, yeah. the turnpike system to make a trip across the state. Yeah. Like, there are some spots where you're like, hold on, that's $5 to go through here? Yeah. Like, I, this is a quarter mile stretch of road. I think like the, um, what is it? Is it the Beaver Turnpike or something like that? Or the Muskogee Turnpike? They're they're more expensive than they are right mm-hmm. here, and I don't. If somebody can explain to me what's different about them than than what's different about us, I mean, right. I, you know, we've seen slow upticks in the price of, of of toll roads through here because we we have frequented places like Lawton or Elgin mm-hmm. or e- even you. Make I mean, if you don't have a term, if you don't have a Pike Pass, that stuff adds up. Well, even if you do have a Pike Pass, it adds yeah, up. it adds up, yeah. It just surprises you at the end of the month. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess, you know, again, in the in the pro column, according to the state, yeah. no money's coming out of yeah. any budget for them. It's, it's all, all bonds, yeah. It's all well, bond money. It's all money oh, yeah, from, yeah. from the tolls. Yeah, that's true, too. The tolls that we thought we were going to pay for uh, <laughs> and be done. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I think it, there are, in any situation like this, whether it's a community that doesn't want a Walmart to go into an empty field that's been an empty field as long as the town's been a field. Right. <laughs> there are going to be people that are for it and against it and somewhere in the middle. I mean, if you don't like it, don't take the turnpike. But it's good. If it's going to happen, this isn't, this isn't like Fern Gully where the, <laughs> the creature of the, the, you know, the fairies of the forest stop the, the bulldozers. It's just not going to happen. The reality of it is, Money talks and taxpayers walks. I mean, it's just the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the way it is. They're going to, it's going to happen whether you want it to or not, but exercise your ability, exercise your rights to say what you're, you know, what you like and you don't like. I agree with that 100%. I agree with that 100%. And we, the only in OK show, we are constantly Constantly. investing in our podcast infrastructure. Right. We got a new cord. And we want to, we want you to vote on what we are doing. We want to know we want to know what you like, what you don't like about our mm-hmm. show. Right. So if you think our show's better than the roads in Oklahoma, give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Right. Do we have plot holes and they've got potholes, or do we need what? What kind of work do we need? Probably <laughs> we need more asphalt. Yeah, more asphalt. <laughs> uh Well, this has been the Only an OK Show. I am Harley. And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace.
it really doesn't. It just doesn't look like it would do anything. Moonfall. Haven't watched it. Heard good it's things. Not about out it. yet. It's at the theaters. Moonraker. James Bond. What about it? Did you go see it? I saw the preview for it, and I like the idea. So I haven't seen it, but the budget was like a fourteen dollars. Gaj- no, it was a gajillion dollars, and it made it bombed. It I it. mean, they they barely paid for craft service. Like it. Wow. Because nobody's going to the movies still. Nobody's going to the movies. And I'm guilty. I I still buy physical media. But right now I'm a sucker for point and click. You know what I mean? And a lot of it has to do with, I really, you know, okay. I think a lot of me not going to the movies as often is, comes down simply. 40 pounds of baby. Well, yeah. It's hard to, you know. I literally booked babysitters for movies. I don't, I don't want to say movies out loud because you're going to go, yeah, I told you. Anyway, I, I okay, I'll say it. I booked Batman, a babysitter for Batman back in November. And, you know, you just got to hope that the babysitter lives long enough to get to go to the movie. But so a lot of my, it's not that I, don't, I love to go to the movies. I've paid a lot of money to go see movies that weren't good. I've paid less money to see movies that were great and somewhere in the middle i just like to go to the movies but right now hbo max is getting all my money you know what i mean like they're netflix i i'm guilty i think it's a i'm, I'm a small percentage of the problem but people still aren't going to the movies but they're also not they're only if you look at the movie if you're somebody that watches kind of and maybe it's by design i think what you get in your news feed or your YouTube feed, really, it's all, it's all an algorithm. So a lot of the advertisement, advertising dollars they're throwing at me is movies. But a lot of these movies that are bombing at the box office that are potentially really good, they're not promoting them. And the only movies that get the big promotion are superhero movies. True. Um, so Moonfall is one I didn't hear a ton about. It's a big budget movie that they promoted like it was, you know, IFC sci-fi. Like they made it in their basement. Right. But I'd like to see it. What's playing at what's playing at the Palace Twin? Probably still Batman. I can Bat- see it. Batman and Sing Four, whatever whatever kids movies out. <clears throat> I can see that. Watching anything good lately? I started watching The Last Kingdom. I've heard some good things about it. I like it. Is it very there's like nine seasons. It's yeah. like a crazy amount. Like, where did this show come from? Because I think it was a B. I want to say it's a BBC or it's a UK, right? And then production. they dumped it on Netflix, and then you're like, "Oh, let's start this." Oh my god, nine seasons. Yeah, but the thing about it is, Amber and I need, you know, like we don't watch like broadcast television. Yeah, yeah. So we need something, you know, like the post dinner half an hour, forty five right, minutes, plug and play. Or, you know, like getting ready for work or whatever, you know, like something to put on the TV. Yeah. And without the, you know, the same boner medication commercials being played every seven seconds, the programming is actually kind of light. Yeah, it really is. And and see, I can't, you know, Tara's like, we need to start this or we need to start that. I'm like, by the time we get home, get round down, the kids go to bed. I'm like 830 going. She's going, brat. I can't. So, you know, like, I binged this all weekend. I'm like, can you tell me? I'm asking people, tell me the story about binging programs. <laughs> what was that like? It was last week. I know, but it feels like such a long time ago since I could actually start a show. Hell, start an episode and finish it. So, 
Yeah, Last Kingdom's on my list, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm one of those people that I'd get into something and I dive in, and I, I with Lost, I'll use Lost as an example. I was so into Lost that when I would see the actors from Lost and other stuff, I'm like, what the hell? You're not, you're, you're not supposed to be off the island yet. You're dead, dude. You're I dead. saw you die. What are you doing? <laughs> and it's like this with like Vikings. You know, they have a new um, series, Vikings Valhalla, on. Netflix and I made the mistake of trying to start the original Vikings on History Channel in the throes of Game of Thrones and for me it's like comparing apples to I don't to rocks like it just so I didn't I wasn't bought into to Vikings I never got back to it and now with this new series I look and it's like I just like the brutality of Game of Thrones. There, there's not a lot of blood on the History Channel, as far as I know. At least the first season of Vikings, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they tried to sell it to me and say, "Well, they they did the blood le- the blood eagle on there, but yeah, but did they do the blood eagle? Because we know if you know what the blood eagle is, you know it's it's not PG thirteen, right? It's a hard it's a hard R, and it's probably not doing it any justice at R. So yeah, so Last Kingdom, good though. Um, I like it. It's um, it's a good distraction. Is it? I wouldn't say you're not, so, you're not no, buying the okay, books. No, here's here's what it is, and you'll recognize this as being a common trope. No, a common theme of mm. good entertainment. The characters, mm-hmm. almost every single character, I either love or hate. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, I love them at one point in time, and then I'm like, what a douchebag! What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're such a dick! I hate you! Is there any characters that you'd love to hate, though? Well, that's the thing, is, like, they they portray... Each character has such good character arc that Mm -hmm. you, you know, you love them when they're doing the cool stuff, but then you'll hate them because they do something human, and, you know, like... yeah. You're not supposed <laughs> You're to. You're a hero, right? <laughs> well, we might dive into, it, but God, I look at something. I I binge watched Breaking Bad from beginning to end, Ugh. but that was when I was. Uh, you know how many designer watched that? I'm not a binge watcher. I don't like binge well, watching. Well, it's when I was up, laid up in bed for six months <laughs> trying to figure out my life. Uh, probably about five or six years ago, and didn't have anything better to do. And at the time, um, someone lent me Breaking Bad, and I was like, all right. So I powered through it. But now I look at it and go, man, nine seasons? How the hell? Like, I get up in the... I, you I woke gotta, up with bed sores. Yeah. I get up in the morning, on early on a Saturday morning, and me and Mason will hang out, and I'll watch something she won't like watch. And it's like 30-minute episodes of something, and it's not something that I'm going to lose brain cells over. Um, or gain any in some, in some cases, but I just, it's, TV's hard for me to dial into. Yeah, I get that. We're putting things on the internet tonight. On tonight's show, we're putting more things on the internet tonight. Chip, tonight. Chip, chip, chip. Where you got a, you got a prayer meeting? Yeah, dude, it's 716. You're 716. Aren't your kids running around town right now? Austin 716. John 716. Time waits for no man. They are running around town, probably on the corner going. Right. So we have we're on, we have a time crunch. Our, our daddy your kids died. are going to stop. No, they're, fine. they're fine. Yes, they're going to break. Probably down. feeding them right now somewhere in a dark alley on the edge of town. Where is the edge of town? About where uh, the General Lee is. You don't it's know what the edge, edge of town. It's all edge. It's all fringe, man. 
Let's go. Once you get out there. Once you get out past the bowling alley, man, it's the Wild West out there. Once you get past the welcome mat on the front porch, it's like the apocalypse. Let's go. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. Today we're talking... Welflum to the well show. Flum. More like well Whaleflim. Okay. Whaleflim to the show. Right. Are you ready? Are you? Yeah. Three, two, one. Gonna cough up some of that whale flim. <laughs> oh, man, some of that red rock deluxe. I don't know. That sounds like a strand of weed. Give me some of that red rock canyon cannabis. Red rock cannabis. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. Today we're talking about red rock canton. Canton. Freaking <laughs> what the hell's canton? God, I was on a freaking roll, man. Canton. All right, ready? Let me know when you're done having apnea, so I can get this going. <laughs> Let's roll. Wait until I tap. Well, I got a got the humdinger for you, bud. Three, two, one. Welfling. Canton. Red Rock Canton. Sorry, Lake Canton. Canton Lake. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. Today we're talking about Red Rock Canton. Can- what the fuck is going on? Red Rock Canton in Hin- <laughs> in Hinyan, Oklahoma. Home of the Pinion Wood. Three. Two, one.